Welcome to the In My Humble Opinion podcast, a podcast that looks to discuss a number of topics that sometimes create more questions than answers. The views and opinions expressed by the presenters are their own and can be assured are utterly and woefully misinformed. If you like explicit content and naive ignorance, then please enjoy at your own risk. Movie Showdown. We're going to be moving on to the second part of the tournament yeah. now. The next eight films. Now, these ones, they're all fucking gems. There's one film in here that we both agree is probably going to win anyway. <laughs> but we won't let on to which one it is. You may hear it. <laughs> and you may judge us for it. But it holds I think also, just, just on that note, on that note, we should say that the this is an opinionated... Um, Absolutely view on all of this and uh yeah I, I think a lot of our love for these films is like a, a moment based should we say like memory based <laughs> yeah they may not be the best films but they hold the dearest <laughs> memories it's true it's true and i think that a lot of people yeah. also they, it's the same with a lot of people they might have a film they always go to i remember she may hate me for saying this all the time but my sister used to watch pretty woman like all the time and sometimes <laughs> yeah. at eight in the morning and like you yeah know, we'd have to end up watching pretty woman again yeah. you know it's she, a shit she job. was like eight years older she was eight years old <laughs> she, she, yeah she was like my dream <laughs> my dream oh, Richard Gere. oh paul look at the pretty dresses <laughs> I, I was looking at dresses i was looking at those fucking oh, boots the beautiful those, dresses Dirty, in the... dirty boots. So next up, yes, <laughs> we have this is a killer. pretty woman, pretty woman <laughs> versus <laughs> runaway bride. No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be really difficult. Okay, so I'm just going to say uh, it's Shaun of the Dead versus right. Die Hard. Ah, sacred fuck. Die Hard one. So yeah, this is so tough. I love both of these films. My choice in this is uh Shaun of the Dead. I have always been a big fan of Simon Pegg. Oh, Simon Pegg. <laughs> Simon Pegg is Oh, of... oh Rob, oh Rob, oh Simon Pegg. <laughs> Who right, okay, yeah, talking about Simon Pegg. Who introduced you to Simon Pegg? Just ask him. Who, what was I that program? Know. Space, was it? Or, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. Did who introduced me to that? Yeah, I fucking did. No. I doubt yeah. that. No. Yes, Dad. How? So I said dad. So yes, Dad. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I came up to you and I said, "Oi, look at this. Have a little go on this. I've watched it with you. It's lolalicious. We watched it. Yeah, all right. Well, I remember watching him on Big Train, the sketch show before lies. Space. Nope, not lies. <laughs> no, it could be lies. It could not be lies. Although Space, I will admit, is the thing that I enjoy him most in, like Space Clever Boys. <laughs> Clever boys. Hi, Dom. Um, Space Hi. is like the uh, definitive TV series for was. any 30-something like uh, people to watch. Yeah. Just about flatmates. 100%. You have to watch it. Find Space. Perfect. Watch Space. It might be on yeah. 4OD or whatever it's called now. 
or just go to your local charity shop and they'll probably have it in there. Well, I mean, um, if you know a guy, get a fire stick, get it done. I mean, <laughs> I don't know any guys. I don't, don't even know what that is. Don't do that. Don't do ever. it. And don't use any of the uh, channels to search anything. But Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Shaun yes. Of the Dead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This film, not only is it hilarious, it is meticulously written. It has an amazing British cast in it. It has the <laughs> the, the um, classic underdog story of uh, just throwing a very mundane scenario into the extraordinary. Mm. This is what yeah. they do in all three of their films: a random, yeah. like very mundane thing in an extraordinary situation so this is a romantic comedy of sorts but set during a zombie apocalypse and Mm. they had so much care and love in this like it's again incredibly quotable just so many references edgar wright who directed it is fantastic in it it's so well Mm. like his all of his classic sweeping shots up down left right it's all there it's great and if yeah. you want, if you like Edgar Wright and his later films like Soho and Baby Driver, this is like the origins. Oh, did he uh, do Baby Driver? It's a good he film. did, yeah, yeah. Baby yeah, Driver. Better than Shaun of I don't know about that. <laughs> no, the whole of Baby not. Driver, like, it's all in beat with the music he's listening to. Right. Like, every yeah. part of it is in beat with the music he's listening to. So yeah, catch that. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead, fantastic. Each of the characters is great. Catch that. Catch what does that. that mean? Catch it now. Catch it now. Are you like throwing something at me? I'm throwing some facts at you. You're throwing some stuff <laughs> at me. <laughs> now, I know we've watched Shaun of the Dead like hundreds of times together. Yeah. yeah my great. brother watched it like more times than I think anybody has ever watched any film. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead uh, is definitely one of my all-time favourite films um it's great it just has everything that i want in it edgar wright again great director i once did a small animation that i put on instagram <laughs> and the first person to like it was edgar wright and the animation was from uh world's end and he um, instagram and that's how uh, nerdy i am wasn't he, that that hentai it was yeah it was gary king yeah buggered by a giant octopus <laughs> space yeah i knew it it's great i've wasted like, so many nice. babies on that i can tell you <laughs> <laughs> like, and like again and like the affiliation the love i have for that film isn't wholly because i love that film the affiliation the reason that i love that film so much is because the 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 memories surrounding it so i mean i mean we watched it because you loved it yeah. And I and I, and I loved it because you loved it and we loved it together. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. But it's not as good as Hot Fuzz. I'm going to say that now. I will. I'd like, admittedly, so. I mean, I chose Shaun of the Dead because mm. it was the first one, and I felt like it had like a good raw quality to it. So there are some really yeah. key moments, like you know, the matching of the shots before and after the apocalypse happens going yep. to the shop to get like a coke and it's a different type yeah. of coke because he's a changed man and all this stuff like it's really really yeah. cleverly written hot fuzz though like it nails its uh homage to all the action films again mm. mundane city cop goes to talk like small village town yeah and the neighborhood watch are fucking mad and it just yeah. just blows up into this crazy fucking gunfight it's brilliant yeah. It is brilliant. The, the like the the beauty of Shaun of the Dead is so relatable. Yeah. Like for example, like um his his mum and her boyfriend Bill Knightley. Like, yeah, 
like in the jag and stuff <laughs> so everybody can connect with it with yeah. one or not one of the other characters i love the i love the part of it where like so one group of people met the other group of people <laughs> yeah. and it's like fucking copy and paste yeah and it's like it's just it's oh so obvious but it's, not to them it's sean's group and they meet like a von's group who is he's a friend yeah but they're all like yeah. a much better version of the actor who they're yeah. like copying like the hollywood version of it yeah that's yeah. so good because it's like a hollywood film it's sort of yeah. like a like a homage to that it's like look this is us this is our roots and stuff and we're almost like taking the piss out of hollywood yeah, because yeah. it would be like if this was if that situation of short of the dead was like a, a real thing this is what hollywood would do <laughs> yeah. almost so it's like a yeah i love it, it is, and the fact that they are the the actual actors they are all so closely linked it's unbelievable yeah. the amount of work they've done before and whatnot yeah absolutely yeah they've all started stuff together yeah exactly it's it's fantastic it's fantastic um 2004 shawn of the dead but then on the flip side of that we got it's so difficult like die hard die fucking hard yeah best Um, christmas movie ever made not going to dispute that at all not going to it beats Bruce willis did dispute it recently ah he can't even read the alphabet. No, nope, he might have so forgotten like, that by now. <laughs> yeah. A B C twelve. C twelve. C twelve. Oh my god. Shit. Right, nineteen eighty eight action films were all the fucking rage then. Um, and then along comes a guy who starred in uh like a, a shitty sitcom. Yes, that's right. Ing or Moon something or other. Um, something awful yeah all of a sudden yeah. he, like he's running around like uh nokio i forgot the tower the the, the is it Noki, nakayomi nakayomi yeah the army is tower it? right the tower was it was the nakatobi tower nakatobi um, tower yep and uh that's where bruce willis discovers running around in an air vent without any shoes on uh to save christmas uh much like you know modern day santa claus or father christmas that's you know he's bringing ho 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 goodness <laughs> yeah yeah but most most heroes want to do like a good thing don't they they're like i want to be a hero especially in that era of the 90s action heroes yep. they're like i'm a fucking hero i'm gonna be a hero he, <laughs> he wasn't a hero no oh my god he like and he's flying home because his wife, they're in a situation where they're basically going to be separated yeah, because he's yeah. a complete shitbag. <laughs> he's coming home to like kind of like reconcile his marriage and stuff. He's not interested in like being a hero and shit. He's like a deadbeat cop or whatever. He's not like yeah. a it's not like a great famous cop or anything. He's crap. And he's coming <laughs> and he flies over to her place of work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he doesn't like he doesn't go to their house. He doesn't like <laughs> meet her in a diner having waffles and pancakes and loads no, of coffee it's at a very important meeting she's having as well yeah well yeah just have to meet and it's her christmas party like yeah. that's what it yeah, is that's it's it. like their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. christmas party and he's like yeah yeah i'll fucking go there and he goes there and then all this shit happens yeah Yep, it's absolutely mad. I mean, you wouldn't expect uh, like German militants to storm a tower at any time. No. Yeah, 
yeah, all right. Look, now now you're now you're picking holes <laughs> in the best Christmas movie ever. And I get that because I did that to Lord of the Rings. I get it. Yeah, thank it's you. Fine. But like, you know, he's just a normal guy trying to live his life, trying to reconcile a relationship. He's flying <laughs> over, trying to try to be good, and then he's actually really fucking good. I mean, the reason that hobbits don't have shoes is bollocks. They're like, oh, we we don't have shoes because we want to connect to the earth. Eh, we're better than everyone else. You lot and your fucking so where does he lose leather his shoes? slippers. So he loses his shoes. He doesn't lose them. He deliberately takes them off. So when he's on his flight over. Oh, yeah, because right, be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, the guy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> have you even watched this? I remember Do you bits. like Christmas? I remember bits. Like, I'm not going to dispute. I love Die Hard. It's great. It's great. But I'm going to miss That's small sound points. like you know anything no, about this. I know. I know all about it. I know. I know parts. All right. You know all about it. Why hasn't he got any shoes on? Because he took them off. Right. Yes. Why did he take them off? To be quiet. Don't fucking be quiet. <laughs> I'm not being funny. If I'm walking around the house and I'm wearing slippers, I'm going to be a lot quiet. If I'm walking around barefooted, my feet slapping around on the laminate flooring, <laughs> people are going to know shit. How dare you? <laughs> it's a very beautiful duck, my own. No, anyway, right, so it's on the plane. Can't remember exact details. Right? Oh, you're and a bastard. <laughs> I'm a bastard. But he's told the uh, a cure, a certain cure for jet lag is when you get to wherever you're going, so he gets to the hotel, he goes to the bathroom, restroom, and all that shit, yeah, splashing yeah, cold yeah. water on his face, because apparently that's what they do out there. I've never seen, may I just say, I've never walked into an English bathroom, <laughs> toilet, restroom, whatever, and seen people splashing cold water oh, no, in their face. forbid a man's face yeah. would be wet. <laughs> if you if you saw that, you'd be like, I'm out of here. Fuck this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he goes to the restroom, sits in the toilet, and uh, the guy, he remembers a flashback of somebody telling him, take your shoes off and like rub your feet on the floor, and it helps you get rid of jet lag. So he does that. He's like, oh, yeah. In yeah, the toilet? Nice. Yeah, like it's a restroom, toilet, plaza. The bathroom's bigger than my fucking house. Like, okay. you know, I wouldn't rub my feet in a toilet though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So he's done that. Oh, and then, my what? God. Yeah. No, they... you're right. No, <laughs> you're so right. Polar Express is the best Christmas film now, isn't it? <laughs> Polar Express. It always yeah. has been. Um, okay, <laughs> no, so he, he's done that, right? But then, like, yeah, like as that's going on. Right. That's yeah. when the events take place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit comes down. Yeah. And they yeah. come in. The very well organized, orchestrated, choreographed, and planned execution of a meticulous, beautiful prime. prime. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, planted already in the building. They're there. They let the rest of yeah. the people in. It's all gravy. Hans Gruber, the most suave. Yeah motherfucker outside yeah. of the sheriff yeah. of nottingham uh in yeah. <laughs> yeah. comes in yeah. and like better villain than snape some say better villain than snape yeah better villain than snape he is one of the all-time great movie scumbags yes. and like he he kind of deserves his fate in a way but on the build-up to that alan rickman he 
he just there's something about the way he delivers lines or whatever. Sorry, just I thought <laughs> I thought you were saying that as in Alan Rickman was one of the all-time greatest scumbags. <laughs> that, no, that's what I was like, and I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> no, 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 never. Go it, rest his soul. Um, he's always a scumbag, but he wears a different costume. <laughs> He yeah, does. but that's because I mean he um, he never was he wasn't always a scumbag in every film. I think it's Love just Love Actually. He, yeah, it was actually, wasn't he? Yeah. But I, was it Love Actually or About a Boy? Which one is Love it? Love Actually. Love Actually. Yeah. The biggest fucking cunt. Big, of, uh, oh, look, I'll get angry. It, I'll get angry. He's the worst one, no. isn't it? But he does it in such a Snape. way that's kind of charming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go on. So, yeah, he he nails the role so well. But like Alongside that, you've got like a, a very well classically trained British actor, and then you've got Bruce Willis, who is a brash American guy, but he plays yeah. it so well. And if he's not in, yeah. he's, he's been in action films before. This was it really an action film or, or pegged to be that? It was kind of yeah. just this, and then it spawned the rest of Die Hard. So I believe, like the don't don't quote me on this, but I believe like the original format of the film was going to be completely different. And I can't remember who was originally asked to be in the film. Like some, it was either Arnie or Stallone. It was like a big boy, even like yeah. Van Damme, one of those three. And uh, whoever it was couldn't do it due to uh, time restraints and stuff. And they said, "Oh yeah, what about this guy, Bruce Willis? Who he was like in his like coming up to mid thirties to forties, and the only acting he'd ever really like good." well-known acting he'd ever done was in like this shitty sitcom and they were like oh no he'll never be any good for this or anything like that like he was like a journeyman kind of like actor kind of thing then they put him in and he smashed it because i think if you if you would have had one of like the uh action icons if you would have had mel gibson or one of these guys that would have been like oh yeah he's a hero anyway but the fact that they had like a non-hero playing this guy it was so relatable it made it real it was like yeah you could understand it absolutely it this is crazy like i'm looking at it and you're right all those names like were offered and they turned it down due to like commitments or whatever they even wanted frank sinatra the 70 year old frank sinatra at the time really? to do it yeah it was kind of written to play john mcclain to play john mcclain <laughs> frank sinatra very famously said i'm never taking my shoes off <laughs> it's it like, probably why he didn't do the film off. He couldn't reach yeah. down because of his prostate. How the fuck are they going to do that? I know, it's what weird. What would it be? Like, it'd be like, oh, yeah, Ipikaye, motherfucker. No, it'd be like, what's that really <laughs> famous song you did? Ipikaye, motherfucker. And, like, even Bruce Willis was like, no, I don't want to do it because it's like, I'm not, yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of doing this moonlighting show. But then he got freed yes. up in his contract. It was like, well, yeah. I need some money. Uh, he did get sorry. freed up. He got fucking laid off. <laughs> like, but freed that was it. Up. Oh yeah, he got freed. Oh, um, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, something became available in my schedule. You got fucking sacked, mate. Yeah, I mean, Moonlight like, probably was on the down low then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but that, out of that though, it was the most fortunate layoff I think you know in history because it's oh, like what, five five films in total. Maybe I don't want to count the other two because they are shit. I don't but, even know how many are, but after the first three, they're they're redundant. But I love yeah. that the the cast for like the bad guys, 
yeah. I could not tell you names. That's where you <laughs> that's where like you come into play. But like the like the the bad guys, they're yeah. all like very familiar faces. Like one of the bad guys was the guy that was in the mask. You know the bad guy yeah, mask? He was yeah. Oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. I know I'm really good with names, but yeah, he he was uh they like they're all perfect. They were so the faces were like there and they were like yeah. the, in in the action films of the time and you're like, oh, yeah, this be good. So go. But you know the you know the brothers. Yeah. So the uh the oh god, this completely contradicts exactly what you just said, if I'm honest. So the first brother that he is uh, who kills the brother, like chokes him with the chain. Like very yeah. inventive action kill as well. Not a yes. gun. No, like that. he didn't really Completely. even get a gun till much later on, and then he gets exactly. the gun. That's when he leaves the note. Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, the guy that he actually gives in the first round, he was a ballet dancer. Oh, like, yeah. he he had nothing to do with action. He was like purely part of the choreography team, and they were like, right, get in here, you look pretty. <laughs> oh, oh, you've got long blonde hair. You're German, like German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely, completely racist. Uh, the stereotyping of racial casting there was abundant. The, the, but, yeah. I love I love Die Hard in the fact that he's kind of got to work his way up to the top where the party's taking place. And then essentially it's found out that he's in there and then he helps the police. Like, mm. but they're like, oh, what, your badge and your gun, McLean? Like, all that stuff. Like, I'm going to do it my yeah. own first. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, fuck the system. Finger up to the system. And then also, yeah, exactly. So the, uh, the two the two outside sources of information that he's like collaborating with are they happen to be like two black guys so the guy the limo the limo guy like, yeah the limo guy like just uh just a random guy just of the limo driver like trying yeah. to like make a buck yeah exactly and then the other good the actual uh police person that he's in cahoots with yeah. like the other guy i thought it was great like so yeah. like the underdog characters of yeah. which society were would pertain would be underdogs. Yeah. Uh, he's actually collaborating with them, and he gets I shit done. Day. Yeah, because yeah. the, the the policeman, he's 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 close to retirement, and he's kind of like just does like shit jobs. Yeah. But then he's yeah. like, and then he's like just the coordinator patrols. for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he was literally just going out, getting his pregnant wife some. I think it's like, I think it's Twinkies or. And he just answers the call of like, oh, there's a there's an alarm going off in the building. He plays a massive part in the second one. Like Is that, he? that cop, yeah, yeah, he's back in it again in the second one at the airport. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What, did you like get a promotion or something? I or? think so. Oh, or he just maybe... worked the airport beat, and then it, all of a sudden John McClane's there, and he's like, "Oh fuck, it's going to happen again, isn't it?" You'd be so fucked off, wouldn't you? You'd be like, <laughs> "Again? Like how shit is my luck? Yeah. Like what did I do?" It's like if you're a cleaner in a restaurant and John Wick comes in, and you're like, "Oh, just oh, bloody mop the floor." Like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'd be like, "Oh, not again." He's going to fall down the stairs like a million yeah. times. Yeah. Like you, you work at like a Premier Inn. Behind the behind the <laughs> desk, like oh, John Wick and a fucking dog. Here he comes. Brilliant. Oh, no, he's got a gold coin. No bank transfer, <laughs> please, mate. Those. Yeah, I oh, want your email address and your bank transfer. None of that shit. I want Not the right pounds you owe for that room, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't give me a coin. I don't know what that means. Yeah. What does that mean? Heads or tails? Yeah. <laughs> 
no, but I, I love Die Hard. It's a pure love story. And it's like, it's just like the underdog going against yeah. them all. And the, the like, end of the bad guy, like falling off the building, like iconic scene as well. Like Alan Rickman's face, yeah. Hans Zimmer's face is just actually terrified that he's falling. And it is, because, yes. Because <laughs> during the filming, you probably might know, he was holding onto the thing. So for the stunt, like, you know, it was going to be three, two, one, drop him for the shot. The director was like three, two, and they dropped him before. Really? One, so his reaction would be like genuine, genuine. <laughs> yeah, oh, like genuine fear. So like they, but it works so perfectly. That's amazing. Yeah. I think the the whole the whole thing is is based on the book. So when I'm pretty sure it was Fox. No, no, it was like a no. Do you know what the original writer was like? An unknown writer didn't he wasn't known or anything like that, and he read this book. Can't remember what the book is. Like, please comment in it. (laughs) Comments below what it is. So he read this book. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly (laughs) what it was. So he read this book and then he was like, right, I really want to make this script and everything. So he approached Fox and oh, he preached loads of people, loads of places from what I know of anyway. Sorry. Uh, Poached them and they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do it. But they had to work to a budget. So one of the budgets was like location. And I was like, right, where can we do this? Where can we do this? So the the building, the Nakatawa building, is actually a fox building. Nakatawa like, Tower is it's one of their own buildings. So they saved so much money where like they just filmed it, filmed it. They were sitting set. pretty after that then. Like that was a box office yeah? smash. Yeah. Oh, the smash of smashes. Bloody fox. Yeah. So what are we saying then? <laughs> Oh my God! Remind me of the Shoulder the Dead. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Shoulder the oh, Dead. Wow. Die Hard. I'd say my my personal favourite film out of those two is is Die Hard. But the emotional connection or the film that I would love to watch the most. Say if I was sat with you, yeah. I'd rather watch Shoulder the Dead with you than Die Hard. And I think like Shoulder the Dead. Yeah, Shoulder the Dead for me. Shaun Sorry. The dead. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Obviously, El- Shaun the Dead. It's it's so yeah, no it's difficult. I do love Die Hard. It is a film that you don't have to think about anything. It is what it is, and it doesn't make any excuses for what it is. And I like it if a film does that because it's yeah. it's a popcorn movie, and you know you can take what you want from it. You can look yeah. deeper into it. You can look into the nuances of jet lag and shoes if you as much as you <laughs> want. Yeah, um, the story. Can, the Sorry. Story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like in a similar sense, if I was to watch a film um, out of the two, I'd probably choose Shaun of the Dead. Oh, so, wait, I think Shaun of the Dead's better. But I think I think for every positive comment you can talk about Die Hard, every enjoyment that you can have over a positive comment, you can have probably more enjoyment over like the funny piss-taking comments that you can have over <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah one of those films that you enjoy more taking a piss out of it than you do actually praising it if you know oh, absolutely but absolutely. you can't do that with Shaun of the Dead no because you you can't really take the piss out of it because it takes the piss out it's of itself, itself so much yeah yeah, yeah. no absolutely yeah. that's I think that's because of the time it films in the 80s but like there was no underlying like um, oh, no. nuance on anything <laughs> yeah it was like no. this is this no, there is, wasn't a message yeah. no this is what you there get. wasn't a message there wasn't any like 
fourth wall <laughs> self-reflecting yeah. on cinema as a standard. There wasn't any no. of that. It was like guns, let's go. Yeah, but that yeah. fucking works though. That's why Die Hard was on the list. Okay, yeah, so Shaun of the Dead goes through. Well deserved. Deserved. Well deserved. Okay, now we're reaching uh, the opponent so it's going to be between these two gems the first up is 1985's the goonies a complete family romp of kids who are getting kicked out of their house as it's being made into a golf course then decide to go and hunt for treasure for a pirate named after a penis uh, and an event see a man who looks like a haggard old penis guys um and then then like the whole thing is fantastic like it's a family rob um it's a proper like underdog tale it's one of those things yeah it's um these this genre is so homage nowadays and it is homage so recently in like stranger things and stuff of kids yeah being thrown into dangerous adult circumstances like yeah underdog from kids. Ob- a group of yeah. underdog kids underdog kids the goonies they literally named themselves the goonies because they live in the goondocks but they have to oh, is that why they called themselves the goonies didn't they yeah it's the goondocks huh? <laughs> they're yeah. the goonies the goonies is going to go against like one of cinema's greatest films 1995 Great. film showgirls yeah i mean but the cinematic quality of this film, like it, unparalleled, unparalleled. You, you know, the, the list. <laughs> yeah, the the message it it puts across the um, the social boundaries that it pushes. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a titty film, but yeah, Showgirls show girls is. Is in is on the list and it's against the Goonies and this is horrible. Showgirls is on the list though because oh. it was a video that I had at my house <laughs> and it's a video we used to watch because we were young boys and during our, GC- house. during our GCSEs we'd go the home. The videos between- I had at my house were like fucking last of <laughs> summer wine. <laughs> I love you know, that a bit a lot, bit of compo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, granted, like it had like risque innuendos <laughs> of sexual nature, but Showgirls actually had tits. Yeah, it was a video we watched during our GCSE exams, and we used to like between between exams, we used to go there back to my house and watch yeah. a bit of Showgirls. Um, One of those times where it was like, right, okay, yeah, you got study leave now, you can go and um, you can go and revise for your exams. I'd be like, yeah, I could do that, or. Go watch Showgirls. Go watch Showgirls. <laughs> <Showgirls. laughs> yeah, oh, it's half ten in the morning. Um, got those French beers, have you? <laughs> yeah, oh, hello. Yeah. Get, get Showgirls on, Paul's mum. Showgirls, put it. Yeah, come on, Paul's mum, put Showgirls yeah. on. Um, come on, come on, Show. Get it going. Yeah, I know. You've been named on this, mum. Thank you. But yeah, yeah. Showgirls uh, is on the list. I don't know which one to talk about first. I don't know if we want to go into Showgirls or we should talk about Goonies. Goonies, go on, go, Goonies. go on, go on, do it. So yeah, as mentioned, Goonies is one of those films that you grow up with as a kid. It's a film that people say you haven't watched Goonies if the person hasn't seen Goonies because it's such yeah. a shock that they haven't seen Goonies. And like Rob said, it's it's a classic underdog story of a bunch of kids 
who are like mismatched, like, you know, yeah. different parts of society. You know, you've got Chunk, who's the, the fat kid. You've got yeah. Dave, who's like the nerdy kid. Mikey, who's Dave, like... So he was also in... Um... Uh, Indiana Jones, short yeah, round. There you go. And, and yeah. <laughs> Mikey was asthmatic, and then do you he's... think that's a little bit racist? That in the in the Goonies is called Data, so not actually given a proper fucking name, and then Indiana Jones is called Short Round, not even given a proper fucking name. That's that's terrible. What Blame can't Hollywood you... for that. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. Because I don't think maybe because people wouldn't remember if his name was like you know uh shigayu or something like that i don't know well fair enough <laughs> no, like, you know what i mean it's yeah it's it's so no, narrow don't. give me another then, asian name um uh john <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough shall yeah anyway yeah i mean loads of names <laughs> but he, he was called data because like he was like this tech he was a tech, tech. Yeah, guy. All the inve- oh my god, that is so racist. Get get like an Asian guy that is in charge of tech. That's racist. But is it though? Because they could have just been that guy's really good at maths and bad at driving type stereotypes, or you know, <laughs> you <could have> <laughs> yeah. that instead. Well, like Stephen Hawkins. But Stephen is bad at driving, isn't he? <laughs> well, lads do. No, great at maths. Good at maths. All theory though. <laughs> <laughs> He had a theory of everything. Yeah. Actually, he actually ended up being pretty fucking good at driving. Oh, God, such a bad example, Steve Wilkins. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so go on. You had Sorry, I keep cutting then... you off. Apologies. <laughs> uh, and then you had like you had the younger kid's mouth as well, who's just like, he just talked all the time, and he was just like, he's hilarious. Uh, Corey Feldman, like, in yeah. the peak times of his acting career before he got touched so by good. loads of Hollywood executives. Um, I would fucking touch him. No, I don't. <laughs> the, that, he, don't you think that in, in that he was, he played exactly the same character that he did in Stand by Me? Stand by Me, yeah, he did. yeah. But without like the PTSD, yeah, yeah. But he was yeah. he was like the, the he didn't get burnt on the stove type kid, and that's what Actually, he would have ended. He played nothing like the same <laughs> character, did he? Yeah, no, he didn't. Actually, yeah, shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Stand By Me is a complete fucking psycho. It's a psycho, in that, yeah. In, in the Goonies, he's just yeah. trying to, like, he's just trying to bang, isn't he? He's just trying to bang. It, all he wants to do is stick his tongue through ancient paintings. Yeah. He was definitely, like, the best-looking one in the group as well. He was, like, the one on the cusp. He could have been in a grade above... But like you know, yeah. yeah, he could have been the social group above, but he would have maybe been at the bottom run of that. But yeah. he chose that group because he was the king of that group. Of course, he was king of the group, yeah, and he was yeah. very like important in the group because he's the only one that knew Spanish. True, yeah, and like he was necessary, he was there. And he, but then you had the older kids <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> then he had the older kids who was Brant, the older brother of Mikey. And then the two, oh, Andy, and the other one, I cannot remember her name. And if you do remember her name, let me know in the comments, because what is her fucking name? What was that? What with the brown hair? Uh, the one with the glasses. So Andy's friend. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, she yeah, was the comment. Yep, yeah. Comment is, yeah, who was it? Yeah. Uh, but Andy, yeah. nice bit of eye candy for the day, even though. So I mean, yeah, if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> she was, well, you know, the guy, you know, he was—I forgot his name. 
but he he was the jock and he wanted a bit of Andy. So, but she chose Brant and kissed uh, Mikey, the child, accidentally. Yeah, with braces. Yeah, with braces. Yeah. And, and she was braces. like, oh, oh, no, you got braces. But she fucking knew what she was I know. doing. She, and, and her she friend, would do what she was keep doing. your eyes open. And then it'll be yeah. like, it was like, oh, it was magical. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she, she, I'm not being funny. There's a bit of a height difference as well. It's the equivalent of, say, you were going to kiss a bird. And, and then she you. thought, right, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> like a fucking oh. foot shorter. Like, oh yeah, you gonna you gonna kiss Gimli? He says, AKA she says me. Or are you gonna kiss fucking Gandalf? She says mean? it in the film. She says like he was in a hole or something. Oh, I'd fucking tell you what, he'd love to be in that <laughs> hole. So, but Goonies overall though is it's like it has all the best points of an action film. Mm. that is kind of made for kids but has that extra danger factor in like it's got the the fratellis yeah it does a fantastic italian family like mama fratelli who is yeah god bless her the fucking pig ugliest woman i've ever seen in my <laughs> horrifying she uh, scares she, me she's, she's crop bags ugly and she she and she like fuck her, it is. her treatment of her children have driven them to a life of crime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has. It has. It has. Uh, and then, like, the one thing that like sticks out to me is, is like the guy that always sings. Like, he's singing in Italian and stuff. Like when they yeah, like kid- the best looking. Yeah, of, like the coolest of the brothers. He, he is in Showgirls. The older one. He owns the club. Where Nomi works. <gasps> <laughs> it's the same Fuck it does. Here's the link. But the where they steal like they take where Chunk runs away and yeah. like he's on the road and he's telling the car, like um his little Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, his Hawaiian shirt and he's like, Oh, you know, these guys are after me, blah 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 and the light just turns on, you see it in the car wing mirror, and it's just him oh, and he starts yeah. singing that that was like, Oh my god, <laughs> so funny. But yeah, it's got all the best points. Pirates, treasure, like a good ending. Everybody survives. The pirate ship. The whole thing is like so... It's a happy ending. Yeah. Sloth gets a good life out of it. Like, it's so sweet that Chunk's like, you live with me now. And he's like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. It's like, yeah, great. Maybe he didn't even fucking want to live with him anyway. <laughs> I think he, he loves Chunk. Sloth loves Chunk. Like maybe he just didn't know any better. But after being but, treated like he was, oh what, up. being fucking given ice cream left, right, and centre, <laughs> and like watching, like yeah, that's yeah, funny. watching. I'm not being funny, but like, what would you rather be? Like, oh yeah, here's here's your whole life mapped out. Chill out in this room. We'll feed you ice cream. Watch telly all day, or fucking go run around out in public. <laughs> Doing Do all the this. shuffle with that kid. Being, yeah, being <laughs> subjected to social criticism because you're <laughs> fucking ugly. No, I know what I'd rather do. I know, I yeah. know. Chain me up. Yeah, <laughs> put me in. Yeah. That's the Goonies. Like, Goonies, honestly, like, as a film, it's in one of my all-time greatest 80s kids films. It's, like, it's in the same vein as, like, Labyrinth and all those things. It's things that you watch... Where Absolutely. a child is in peril, 
but you're in you're in that with them and you want them to succeed so yeah goonies is up there it's time defying as well because like the soundtrack yeah and like the whole like his older brother is like such a jock it's like really humiliated but it's so defined by genre exactly like what stranger things does now yeah by like defining stamping a time period without telling you what year it is or anything like that just yep. purely from like fashion music and ecology yeah you know yeah. where it is yeah exactly yeah yeah Love it. it's an overall and it's a good it's a good end to the story as well everyone's all happy which is good on the, on the flip side we've got showgirls so we gave you kind of our personal interactions with the film it's not a film that everyone would have seen it's not a film that everyone rates in fact it was slammed as being absolute fucking trash of a film and in objectively it is it's not the best film it's quite who are those people it's <laughs> oh, no, I want, let me I want names and addresses <laughs> let me add them. Um, no. the, the acting isn't great like the main character her name is nomi malone she's played by the girl who wanted to branch away from saved by the bell and just try to make it out in hollywood but unfortunately being in a film where she has to do full, full frontal thrusty um swimming pool sex i don't even <laughs> think it was full frontal i think it was like literally like every angle frontal. <laughs> like, there was no full frontal it was like right now that's how they invented motion capture for computer games because they had like a, a camera at every single fucking angle like yeah but i think she did a great thing she did a great job she could have ended up exactly like um uh like a uh, exactly like bruce willis so bruce willis <laughs> is completely typecasted so he's like now action that's all you'll ever be known as all you ever know is but her what's the name again sorry uh the actress yes Elizabeth yeah. Berkeley. yeah i've come across her face before so she <laughs> sorry. oh my god that's hideous it's disgusting it? bastard <laughs> exactly but, um, yeah, so her, she was in Saved by the Belt, and I fucking rate that very highly. Absolutely amazing. And she was like the librarian, the, you know, that role. Yep. She didn't want to be typecasted. No. So fair play to her. She went against the grain. She did. Yeah. She did. Uh, which... I wish Tiffany did that, though. Yeah, I wish Tiffany was. Or Lisa uh, did that. Yeah. Any of the other, if Zach did it. Yeah, exactly. Any <laughs> of the other ones of Screech. But yeah, like any of the other characters would have been, yeah. Would yeah, have been other quite than her. Other than her. But unfortunately, it was her. And to be fair, she tries her best. We watched this a little while ago, yeah. probably, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's still very vivid in my mind when we watched it together. We were picking up on stuff we never picked up before. It's just, mm. she, as a character, mm. the whole story of Showgirls, essentially, is what you would expect from the title. It is an unknown woman who starts yeah. off making money in strip clubs, but she aspires yeah. to be more, goes yeah. to Vegas, and <laughs> yeah, goes to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to buy like, her life pool. She does, she does. And like to the yeah. maximum extent. And what's the what's the show called? What's the show girl show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goddess. Uh, it's goddess. goddess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's she wants to be goddess, which is also it's a high brow. Yeah. Um, 
burlesque. I don't think it's burlesque. I don't think it's burlesque. No burlesque. It's dancing with with tits out, and she wants because... to be the main star of it. And she goes through yeah. uh, different trials of of kind of trying to get there, but essentially she befriends the owner of the hotel and the lead actress at her strip club and he takes yeah. a bit of liking to her she does a weird yeah. good not by his choice not no. by his choice no. no well because he's she's like he sorry he is a pure victim in this clearly because like <laughs> he's not <laughs> he is a pure victim in this he's a he's a white man in the 90s film that <laughs> later on went on to do the flintstones he did do the flintstones complete, complete, <laughs> Very shortly after this, man. <laughs> and what a weird job that is. That is a weird yeah. job. You're in yeah, track, girls. But... Now you're the bad guy in the Flintstones. Complete victim. He he was... <laughs> he uh, Yeah, he was put in forced into a position by this woman. It's what was her name? Um, I can't remember. Crystal. I remember her yeah. character name, Crystal yeah. Connors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Connors. Crystal Connors. Yeah, so because she was kind of manipulating him and her, but to no one's gain, because really you don't find out what yeah. anybody's motive is, except the main characters. Her motive was to just That's be very true, actually. It yeah. Is. yeah, oh my god, yeah. Nobody... But you never like, why did she want to do that? So she was like Crystal Connors. She was mm. like the main, the main focal point of goddesses. Yeah, and then like she's deliberately trying to make this other girl the lead of it, it seems by like it. turning her other half on and then she gets pissed off with that she's like oh no now you are loved or yeah. obsessed with by and now she's pissed off and you've created that problem yep doesn't make much sense doesn't make much sense but she's then narcissistic. yeah she, she probably is but then you know she know me Malone this girl from nowhere works her way up and gets a bit obsessed with trying to to become the lead because of all the stuff people tell her she's a great dancer and all this other stuff she's not a great dancer she's shit um, quite awful actually <laughs> weird scene during the during the audition the weird scenes of the audition ice cubes and the nipples yeah <laughs> it's such a yeah. weird scene, but it's weird now but she then like pushes the lead down the stairs the leads out crystal connors is gone and then she takes over yeah. goddess for a little while but then she realized she's getting used by her boyfriend gets really pissed yeah. and then we find out that the main character has traveled from another place and has a criminal record and that's the end of the film and she likes burgers yeah there's, <laughs> there's quite a lot of that film that we've definitely just literally skipped across but i think there's reasons myself, yeah because we We'll bring up those reasons because, in my personal humble opinion, this one wins, and we need to we need to save a little bit of that to the next stage. <laughs> I think well, so. I think, however much Rob mentioned earlier, um, however much the Goonies would be more of a cinematic memory, like an homage to those types of genre stamping films. Like for me. And I'm probably speaking for Rob as well. Showgirls has more of a personal impact on our lives. Oh, fuck yeah. Because it's just outrageous. It's outrageous. It's weird. It's one of those films we were exposed to when perhaps we shouldn't have been. Um, but I, I learned a lot. Yeah, it stuck with us. 
Yeah, this this was before you could just like get get porn on your phone instantly. <laughs> but it was, wasn't it? It was so like yeah, as kids. Listen, yeah, it's Goonies, just... Goonies is a better film. Give me showgirls all fucking day long. <laughs> it had that woman from the club who like went bonk bonk with her like arms. Oh, Movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my memories of, of the Goonies are great. I watched Goonies with my mum. We loved it together. But watching showgirls with you much better memories yes. <laughs> <laughs> even watching showgirls on my own even greater best memories tired memories yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how i learned how to swim showgirls <laughs> <laughs> right. so is through meaning that showgirl yeah. goes against sean of the dead in that round okay we are on to the final quarterfinal film here now um so first off we have evil dead 2 yeah evil dead 2 genre defining cinematic masterpiece that is remake of the original evil dead but better by a million like yes miles um evil dead 2 versus Another reprisal for Bruce Willis coming back. Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's the third one. I mean, <laughs> is that, that's the third one. That's the third one. The I have, well. Rob chose Die Hard, but I chose Die Hard with a Vengeance. But probably for similar reasons. I chose Die Hard with a Vengeance because I feel like it is the best of the three in terms of the action and like the, the tense atmosphere it brings plus the fact samuel jackson and bruce willis are so perfect together in this film makes it great and it has and i'm gonna say it a better bad guy than the first one in hans gruber's brother jeremy irons and his meticulously laid out by Stealing all the gold from Fort Knox and being constantly one step ahead of John right. with the weird bombs, the schools, all this. Shit. Like he he wasn't just in a tower. He was in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. OK. Yeah. Fair enough. As a villain, he had greater and a purple uh, tank. Greater top. dreams. Yeah. I mean, hands. All he <laughs> wanted was the fucking tower, didn't he? Yeah. And a couple of quid. Mm. We'll say a couple of million dollars. But yeah, that chap. What's his name? Sorry. Oh, Jeremy. Third I don't know. I don't know the uh, his character's name. All right, Gruber. Gruber, Gruber Junior. Gruber Junior, but not his son, but his brother. Yeah, not his brother. His, his, not his, no, no, it is his brother, not his son. It is his brother. It's because he's oh Simon Peter Gruber. All right, yeah. Because he's done rhyme, which is simple Simon met a pieman. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh great. So he's a fucking Ted Hughes <laughs> poet, now, is he? But he could use, you know, he done these riddles and stuff. Like it was all unnecessary just to keep John McClane, the person right. who killed his brother, away yeah. long enough so he could yeah. steal all the gold in Fort Knox. He fucking did it. Well, yeah, yeah, he did it. But he only did it because his brother got topped, didn't he, by John McClane. So if his if Die Hard won, if his brother hadn't died. None of this would have happened. He like his brother would have been like, "Oh yeah, just fuck, carry on living but my that's life." That's what sequels about, Bo. 
you have to then put these individually away from each other, not just because so, like Hans Gruber's brother is now really pissed off. So because of that, the events in one have a massive relevance to it. No, well, it's like an in, inferiority complex. It's like, oh, yeah, my brother, who, I don't know who is older or not, but it's like, oh, yeah, my brother tried to do that. So I'm going to do one better than him. But yeah, I, no. I, what type of family they're from? Jeremy Irons and Alan Rickman. Like honestly, like it's like that's that's pure acting talent as a family. Yeah, but you you know they're not actually related. No, they're not related. No, yeah. silly. I mean, I, I'm with you. I love that film. I I do love that film. I love the uh the, the scope of it. It's like almost in the aspect of like you've got say Die Hard One, would say is like a a single player linear game. And then eventually, Die Hard 3 is like this massive, open-world fucking yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla kind of game. So, <laughs> so get the scope, but like with with more scope and volume, there's less intensity around it. But I don't agree with that particularly. I think because that what happens, because... what happens is the city, <laughs> the city plays a massive part as a as the character almost. It's another character in it because whenever and this is this is something i think when i've noticed watching films where new york is mm. in it yeah especially in like the 80s and 90s like yeah it's a it's a real snapshot of time and because they have to film on location and stuff like you just get people there like constantly and these people are so used to it that they are part of the film and like they play yeah. new yorkers perfectly and like you know in the background they're all just like being new yorkers and stuff and new yorkers it's yeah it's it Oh, yeah, I mean, right, okay, yeah, right, you literally said that. <laughs> so in the scene where Bruce Willis is wearing that placard, and you yes. know the placard I'm talking about, and these guys just walking around like, oh, yeah, that's just New York. But I don't yeah. think they were, because, oh, yeah. like... To, but you like, just said... But wait, Die Hard was in 1995, like, it was a very tumultuous time anyway in the 90s, like to go and and put that in a film where he had to stand in Harlem with something like that on him would be the most dangerous thing in the world. Yeah. Like, and it, Bruce Willis had to go and do it, and it was. But then you'd just oh, say these random people that are like, no, be, no, going, you're pinpointing. Oh, yeah, gotta go down the block and get my cheese bagel and wrong, coffee whilst wrong. I go to Wall Street. Stop. <laughs> gatekeeping me into this bloody thing <laughs> sorry i am just not i am not um with this part though like yes yes but like it's it's very interesting they highlighted that in the film anyway but that plays into samuel jackson's character anyway yeah it does he is also slightly racist as well just like yeah. on the other side of the fence and what it does it kind of in some really stupid Hollywood way is kind of saying, you know, these guys could still be friends despite whatever's yeah. happened. Like at the beginning of the film, they get all over their prejudices and differences and now they're mates forever. So True. it's a very backwards way of doing it, but it does it. I think with that, in that particular scene, we'll say, I don't know why I'm so fucking you're focused on that one scene. I am, you're aren't I? I'm obsessed with it. bloody saying it to me, but you're and the he, one with it. So Samuel Jackson, I haven't watched it in a few years. He's like in his shop tinkering with his TVs. Is that right? Well, yeah. And he looks yeah. out and he sees this white guy with a placard and he's like, no, 
because I can't possibly, he can't possibly be doing that out of his own choice, his mm-hmm. own reason. There's got to be something going on here. And then he goes save him. It's like, you know, he tries to like protect him because he knows he can't possibly be doing well, out of his own back. He doesn't know that he's he's not doing off his own back. He's in fact, he kind of is like, what are you up to? You're going to get killed around here. So he he's like, mm. I don't want this on like on my doorstep. And because John McClane can't really say anything, he had to go and yeah. do it because he was tasked to do it. It kind of then like evolved out of that. And then Samuel Jackson's character just gets caught in the middle of it. And his his two grand like nephews or something go to the school where one of the bombs are at. It kind of yeah. is all part of, of that. And he gets dragged into the story as well, just as a, a way of making sure John McClane stays on track. So he kind of pulls at his, uh, his heartstrings to a degree. So... There's a lot more layers to it. It's a broader film. Like you, you, your games comparison is perfect. Like they had the budget yeah. to do it in their own fucking building in the first one, but like they made billions yeah. off of it, and they're like, let's just do it across the city. Let's just go for it. Yeah. I, I do think. I mean, we we've had this discussion before about the. I think it was a PlayStation One game of like the the was it like all three films? The Die Hard trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, like the first Die Hard game was like go up the building and yeah. do all that and then the second one was I don't even know what the second one was it was I, you was in an airport but I was that the light gun one that was the light gun one so the light first one, one you're like the third person you go around like shooting yeah in a, like a in, like a, a, like clear a out light. level go up a yeah. lift yeah yeah and then the third one was you're in a taxi and you have to go and like yeah. drive around the city and stop the bombs and stuff, but run over loads of people, get points. Yeah, like crazy taxi. A crazy taxi, but with violence. Yeah, yeah. Because crazy taxi wasn't violent, was it? It was like... cartoony violent. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. but in Die Hard, it was like blood splat all over the screen. I'd, I can't agree with you that, that, that Die Hard 1 is not as good as the third one. I'd agree with that. Oh, I'm going to choose the third one. That's why I chose the third one and not the first one. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. But I think ultimately, I don't know. You're lucky. What do you on think? The, on the first draw of yep. this, the randomised first draw, it was Die Hard versus Die Hard with a Vengeance straight away. What do you mean I'm lucky? You're lucky. Well, no, no, you're lucky. No, no essentially, you, you are lucky. We, we got we rid of made... Die Hard for Shaun of the Dead. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we could have had like a three-hour fucking argument and like, like literally. Thesis. Like yeah, I don't. Like, if if it was Die Hard one versus Die Hard three, we would probably this would be our last episode. Yeah, we'd never, we'd we'd never talk to each other again. I'd delete you on Facebook. <laughs> don't that, do that. That's the end of friendships. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So that's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay, we we put the points across, good and bad. There, all right, calm down. Yeah, all right. Um, all right. Evil Dead Two, nineteen eighty seven. Evil Dead Two, right? And and yes, you got me into Evil Dead, and yeah. then from there we kind of just evolved into watching all three. Army of Darkness. It's a weird one. Slap, it's like a carry-on film. <laughs> carry-on boomsticks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Evil Dead 2 is like, it's a wonderful film that pushes its like very tiny budget to the absolute max and does it in yeah. a way that made Sam Raimi like one of the like hugest directors um you know yeah. of of the period 
I mean, he did Cena. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, for me, one of my favourite ever films ever is Evil Dead, the original. I love it. I love it all of how it was made, why it was made. I love everything. I love the maybe like the law around it more than the actual film as such. And I would have said Evil Dead 1, but uh, Evil Dead 2 is basically exactly what you just said. It's fundamentally a remake of the first one Mm -hmm. and with a much bigger budget. And it's just beautiful. I just fucking love it. I love, like, it's, it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah, yep. but it's so slapstick scary, the and hand, it's so the like the yeah cuts his hand off like and it fights. It's just Bruce Campbell yeah. who plays Ash right. in the film. Like, yeah, it, he is like a genius. He's a genius yeah. actor in the sense that he knows that he's a B movie actor or a B list yes. actor. Yes, but steers yeah. into it with gusto like he yeah. he knows that and he with has full force yeah, yeah. He, he has not quite leading man looks yeah but not quite see lister looks yeah. either. he's kind of yeah. really in the middle but he's hilarious at the same time like it's, it's great the film is like it's it's terrifying like the makeup yeah the deadites the book of the dead the whole thing like it's the concept and also like Terrifying. Almost none of it, almost none of it is like CGI or anything like that. A lot of it is no. like um, there was uh, a lot of the plaster scene work, or what would you call that? Stop motion, oh, stop motion yep. work or whatever. A lot of that was done by the guy that did a lot of the Frank Zappa music videos. So a yep. lot of like the melting of the skulls is genius. The amount of work that that took, the amount of like uh, the, so the, uh, watching documentaries on it afterwards and making up the amount of like arguments that Sam Raimi had with actors where he was like fucking pushing them to the edge <laughs> like yeah. how Bruce Campbell was like doing all of his own stunts and like yeah. really putting himself in half mate he hurt himself and, uh, so much just to, yeah. for, the, for the for the film like because Sam the, pushed him the realness of it because he believed in it and like they yeah. believed in it together it's great. Yeah, it is so good. Like Ted Ted Raimi. Yeah, his brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like the woman in the yeah. under the cellar. <laughs> under the, oh, yeah, great. I know. More, yeah. more more known Ted Raimi as being like in in the Spider Man Tobey Maguire films. He's in those as like J. Jonah Jameson's like right hand man guy. Like that's because yeah. Sam Raimi directed yeah. those films as well. But yeah. yeah, he just made him up like. You're my brother. Wear that fucking huge prosthetic suit. Yeah. Let's get the shit out of everyone. <laughs> because he knew that no other cunt, sorry, no other person would put up with that shit. No. He he said himself, Sam Raimi, in this documentary, but she was like, yeah, there's no one else that would have just worn <laughs> that literal sweat bag <laughs> for that amount of time and just done it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I think uh, I think it epitomizes like horror at that time of like yep. there's a cabin. There's an enclosed space. Everyone's going to die. So (laughs) like a crossover of like slasher films with massive amounts of comedy, massive amounts of like irrelevant reason behind it as well. Like this whole like book of the dead kind of thing. And then just the dramatization of like inconceivable violence upon yourself to cut off your own hand and put a chainsaw on and shit. Yeah. 
Great. And while you're right, I mean, you would do it on your right hand. I wouldn't. That's that's my uh, that's my <laughs> that's busy the most hand. Used you know what I mean? Business hand. Exactly. Yeah. That's my business hand. Exactly. <laughs> I do it my left hand. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is just great. I, obviously, it was a cult classic enough to have remakes made of them in a more serious fashion. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, they're relatively good, but they just don't capture the same like the comedy aspect of it is what kind of so, made it what it was and yeah. it evolved into its own thing afterwards and spawned like yeah. huge amounts of media around ash shopping God, yeah. smart smart as shop her smart um, <laughs> there you go. and um you know it's 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 great and to do it like really long shooting days short budget so evil dead 2 absolutely like honestly i don't think i can really talk this one up enough it as a as a way of we saw it when we were young Mm -hmm. and it had like it was so outrageous and gory yeah and you know the effects were like a bit cruddy but at the same time like terrifying like the prosthetics Mm. like the dancing dead eye like out outside the the cabin like all that stuff was just it was it was perfect like we watched it many times god yeah i think for me like the actual like the um like the visitory of it so like the effects the actual like gore and everything like that was very very b movie very b movie but the camera work yeah so I, i think that's that is what the difference was it was like it was like amateur or low budget uh prosthetics low budget gore or props and everything yep. like that but the, the camera is real like that scene where like in the trees do you remember like and the camera's spinning around yeah yeah unbelievable for its well, time and that's real it's all like wires and shit yeah and, like where like, it runs through the woods all the time yeah, yeah. that was like it was like I, from the first one i don't know if they re like they used the same idea, but it was a camera strapped Very to like a bank down. of wood or a stick yes. on like a bike, or they ran through the woods yeah. with it and yeah. they were like spinning it around. But yeah, the effect of yeah. that, like, you know, they, that's all on dollies and shit nowadays or yeah. CGI. So, exactly, yeah, yeah. revolution. Yeah, the, the, the camera work made it. Yeah, that was different. Yeah. When, when Ash is like, he's hearing the noises around the house and he's just like, everywhere he looks, the camera goes to like in one shot. Yeah. It's like, wow, wow. So quick whip shots, yeah, no, perfect, perfect. Right. It's going to be really difficult, but I don't think it is going to be difficult with this one. Die Hard with a Vengeance, however, great again, popcorn movie, all that stuff. Like, I'm going to say Evil Dead Two gets it just purely on the fact of what it was at the time and how it then changed yeah. cinema <laughs> for a B movie um, film completely agree with it as well and like if we say i don't know if if my son 14 year old boy if i sat him down and said oh yeah watch die hard or vengeance he'd be like oh yeah it's just another action film kind of thing i said like watch evil dead 2 be like holy shit and yeah i think i think evil dead 2 was game changing it really was game changing yeah love it all Oh, Evil Dead 2 is going yeah. to go against the final two films in the group stages. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Um, okay, now these these are two very different films. Again, obviously, because that's kind of been a bit of a reoccurring theme. Uh, Star Wars. 
Right. Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so yeah. The third one of the prequels, okay? A lot of controversy. I can hear the comments blowing up from angry <laughs> nerds. You know, why yeah. did you choose the original Star Wars? Why are they not in the list? And I will explain my reasons why, as it is the film I have chosen. Right. But Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith is going against... It's very difficult, again. Uh, it's going against the Lion King. Oh, so, oh my God. Right, yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember? You chose this. So, yeah, two very, very different films. One's animated yep. and one has uh, a lion in it. Um, <laughs> I did the same joke again. Uh, so, <laughs> do you want to go ahead first? Because Lion King was your choice. Uh, okay. What can we say about Lion King? So, we can say many things. About it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it about the Lion King that made you choose it? So, I think me personally, the Lion King as a stand-alone film is perfection. It doesn't need a prequel. It doesn't need an after, <laughs> even though it it got after films afterwards. And they're fine. Like the films after it, they're fine. Like in uh, the second film, it had my favourite Lion King song in it. It was great, <laughs> but it's relevant. But the Lion King, I thought it was fucking beautiful. I just, I just love it. I love mm. the drama of it. It's, I think it's based on. Beth, is it maybe or I think it's Hamlet? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a Shakespearean like same shit, different smell, isn't it? I thought Lion King at the time it was poetic. It's beautiful. It's about like revenge. It's about under under seated evil. It's about trying to tuck each other up. It. I just think it's perfect. I've, I, I Jimmy the bad guy in that is Scar, yeah. right? Yeah, Who's yeah. he voiced by? That guy, the English guy. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Irons! He's oh the my bad guy god. from Oh uh, my god. There he is. Together. Holy shit, he is. Yeah. of Kevin Bacon is pretty much what all these films are. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Oh god. Oh. What was that film that we watched with Kevin Bacon? He was like burying bodies in the garden. Oh my god, Stir of Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah oh, oh that is a, that's the that's the a creepy fucking film. film not quite as creepy as Waterworld, but you know no, or the ee adverts they're terrible <laughs> 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 ee in your 5g yeah no anyway i digress oh, i thought the the story how it mapped out the the music in the lion king is absolutely yeah. gold Absolutely gold. Elton John smashing it out of the fucking park. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. loved it. The uh, I don't really know much of the cast members in Lion King. I know uh, Rowan Atkinson plays Iago. Who's it that plays Zazu? Yeah, Iago <laughs> Zazu. Iago. Iago. In Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> birds together, you bird right, Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I'm not even fucking around. It was between Aladdin and the Lion King. For me. Iago's like, really voice, was. though. Iago's voice was the best. Like, hey, you fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, hey Jafar. <laughs> hey, Jafar, you motherfucking rapist. <laughs> Give me a fucking cracker. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but you imagine Zazu. No, you can't. Zazu's like, oh, oh, 
Hey, they be there now. I don't be funny. Is it Nala? Nala? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, lady. the lady. The lady. Yeah. 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 I mean, there aren't many animals that I'd want to fuck. Give but you those sexy, would... sexy eyes when she's laying yeah. back. Yeah, sexy I know the sexy eyes. The little, you know exactly what those <laughs> little curves. She's ready for that. I, I don't know. I thought the story is beautiful. Um, is it the who plays me faster? James Earl Jones, who does Darth Vader's voice. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Remember who you are. Who you are. It's just beautiful. It's like there's a real symmetry. To the whole film, because you've got a comedy, it's made in Pumba. You've got that slapstick bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. the, oh yeah, everything's going to be okay and shit. But you've got the actual real darkness of it. Yeah. Of which, like, your own family is trying to punch you. It is, it is. It's, it's a family, darkness. like, draw. It's a, it's a tale that has been done quite a few times but i don't think to the same effect even in the most serious period dramas you can imagine the lion king got it nailed like the mm. the upset uncle who should have been king if the son wasn't born and like the just just the whole thing like scar as a as a bad guy is great his use of like tricking the hyenas into like you know just being his servants and then essentially that comes to like you know destroy him in a way Simba's actual realization that he you know after the most gut-wrenching death in cinema most likely Mufasa's death they like that is horrific wasn't it I saw that at the cinema I had I cried I had to leave the cinema yeah (laughs) <laughs> go back in a bit later. No, you didn't buy a ticket. I didn't buy a ticket. <laughs> you didn't buy a ticket. You were like, oh, I bought a ticket for fucking showgirls. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm I mean it was 1994. I would have been 10. Showgirls was out the year <laughs> yeah, after. What a time in the bar. <laughs> like the, you had the Lion King, then showgirls a year after. Like, honestly. What a fucking time. <laughs> what a and time. then Forest Cup as well, also. True. Yes, Forrest Gump was uh, in the same year. Yeah, no. And yeah, that scene, that scene where Scar kills his own brother, yeah. and like it, it just so fucking powerful. Yeah, gut wrenching. And like the way that Simba reacts to it is like, oh my god! And you really do feel it. You mm. really do feel it. And then the fear afterwards. And at the time also, when like the uh, the wildebeest come over the yep. top. That was amazing. Yeah, that was really, really good for its time as well. Much much like, much like Akira was like, uh, you know, years and years before, but revolutionising like animation. No, nothing like Akira. No, but the Eastern animation. No, no, hold on, Eastern animation had progressed quite a lot. They they really focused on it, but Disney was the powerhouse in the West. They pushed it forward. Like Western style of animation is very, very different. Less like humanoid shapes and stuff like that more like you know animal based and all this at that time anyway and well, think, more, more plain in terms of there's not a lot of detail but the, the what they're trying to present more is is the story and it, it works to a certain degree with the lion king like it was something different where the animals were actually like well animated the yeah. will be seen was part cgi part hand-drawn animation Mm. 
which was a nice healthy balance at that time not overly CGI and you, you know you saw it but regardless of the animation side of things the animation was pretty and beautiful and the setting was great the, you're right the, the story the whole thing of the a family the, the pace of, yeah exactly like the the right things happened at the right time it was like fluid it wasn't like um like for example the jungle book jungle book is a great film it's very stop and start it's like oh we're gonna have a jolty fucking tune over here and yep. it's going to be like almost like plane, and then and then a peak, and then yep. plane, and then yep. a peak. Whereas Lion King's like a like a fucking wave in the ocean. Yeah. It's all very fluid. But I think also it was the first time that so all other films, not all other films, but most of the other films that Disney had done before, they'd um, rehashed a a topic or a story. That people were familiar with anyway. yeah, a myth or a fable from that's already as well yeah. established yeah i think that with even with the lion king that was like oh my god what the fuck is this obviously it's based on a shakespeare play it wasn't promoted as such you know yeah, like exactly. yeah you know, yeah it was never that like the you could you could say it was or it wasn't the similarities are very clearly there but you could just say the Lion King is its own thing. You know, it's not plainly like, you know, Beauty and the Beast. It's not. Yeah. Not or that the Little story. Mermaid or yeah. Snow White. It's not exactly. all Pocahontas. It isn't actually that. It's, yeah. It can be its own thing. Yeah. yeah. It just makes me feel warm. So it's nice. Yeah. You go through a huge range of emotions. And I don't think you have to be a very stony person not to have an emotional reaction to any of the scenes really like the Mufasa's death would literally cut you up and even when Simba's like questioning like who like who am I yeah yeah like you know and then Mufasa like turns up in the clouds and it's just like oh yeah remember who you are like yeah I will dad (laughs) yeah (laughs) fucking yes dad (laughs) yes yeah dad I will yeah dad yeah, um, and the and it was promoting a healthy vegan diet at a young age. Actually, no, it's not vegan at all, is it? Oh my god, fucking Timon and Pumbaa. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, we don't hunt, we're not predators and shit like that. But you are fucking eating other animals, <laughs> so actually you are a predator. So you think you're really good? They were like uh, vegan activists then. <laughs> yeah, but they're not even vegans, are they? They're uh, eating bugs. bugs. They're like. Oh yeah, lift up a tree. All those animals under there having a fucking great time, reproducing, <laughs> having the best time of their life. Oh, that cheesy bug over there, or woodlouse, whatever the country <laughs> would have called it. It's like, yeah, I'll be back home for dinner. Don't worry, love. Spider and Pumba uproot that. Fucking eats it. Children don't have a dad. Like that could be like in a bug's life. Just imagine, like you know, you're watching a bug's life, and then halfway through, yep, halfway through, Timon just lifts up a bit of wood. And they're all, all under it. And he's just like, rah, 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 just eat some more. I love that. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. Horrible like, massacre. Yeah. <laughs> Those animals have their own fucking story to tell. And you <laughs> yeah. just cut it short. Bloody hell, Disney. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah, no, it's lovely. And like, I would definitely fuck Nala. <laughs> <laughs> she's got those come to bed eyes. In oh, a, a lion yeah, she's strong. She She knows what she wants. No, Lion King. This is this is really tough because I do I hold Lion King in a very special place as well. Mm. It's 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 a very well written film and the subject matter is incredibly heavy 
But as a kid, they present it in such a way that you can basically grab the idea of what's happening. And, you know, when I saw it when I was like 10, I fully understood what what the ramifications of everything were because it's very plain. But if I saw the Shakespeare play, it was was Hamlet or whatever, I would have a fucking clue. Not even just because of the language, but it's, yeah, confusing af. Slap it in a cartoon and I'm there, not even as a 38-year-old man. (laughs) Just like, yeah, make it a cartoon. I'm following it. Yeah, go on. Cartoon it. Cartoon it for me, yeah. Well, good, so. Yeah, sorry, just going to say, these two are not well-matched because I love Lion King. I do. I love it, Steph. But you love this Star Wars film way more than anything I've ever loved. You love this film more than I love my own right hand. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. I love Star Wars. You just literally readjusted your headset. I know. You're like, okay, (laughs) okay, let's go. I want to hear everything. I'm not yeah. gonna the same things. It's it's great. Like you know, it, I I love every part of Star Wars. No, you don't. Loads I, of it shit. No, I like it for what it is. Although I may be slightly critical over certain things, like the new trilogy, all that stuff. I still like some of the ideas that have come out of it. I'm not gonna bash Star Wars. I like you know all the stuff that's happened in it has been effective. But are you sponsored by them? I'm not. Um, I wish I was. Because I <laughs> um, we would be sat here doing this, would we? <laughs> no, not. I'll be doing a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> By Disney, who also did Lion King. So, so your mum. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, some of the stuff that may have not been well received in the past, the original films were, were, were held in high regard, even though if you look back at them, there's not much difference between them and the other trilogies. They introduce like fluffy characters. It's all kind of pandered towards like toys and stuff. And like, I get that. That's fine. I like the. If you look at the crux of the story, what how George Lucas is trying to put it across. If you look into deep into that, past the money grabbing stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's a good basic story of good versus bad. And what I like about Star Wars and what I really cling on to in a lot of the stories that i really enjoy is i i'm not one for liking the good guy it's right, too yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too obvious too easy you're you're supposed to like them i like the person that's in moral dilemma or decline like, i yeah. like the decisions that they the have hero yeah in a way it is you know like with game of thrones like theon greyjoy is my favourite character, does the most horrendous stuff, terrible person, but starts off arrogantly cocky, gets taken down a peg, and then ends up becoming like a hero out of it all to try to redeem himself. Like there's oh, a red fucking cheers for the spoiler alert. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Okay. I, I don't think I got past the red wedding or wherever it is, or the ruby wedding, or the fucking wedding, purple yeah. christening, or wherever it was. <laughs> the purple christening. Right. <laughs> Something's wrong with that baby. The yellow baby shower. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I like I like the 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 decline of somebody through. And it's not always their own actions that are causing it. If you're a bad guy, you're just a bad guy. But if if there's dubious areas of it, that's what interests me. 
so with Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, it's obviously right. about the decline of Anakin into yeah. Darth Vader. This is the, the pinnacle of the three films at the beginning. So you see him as a kid, you see him yeah. as a, a man, and then the Clone Wars happens. And then you see him as a as a Jedi, not yeah. master. He didn't, like, uh, right, was, right. was he a Padawan or what? Uh, he was Obi Wan. No, he was beyond a Padawan. He was Obi Wan's Padawan. But this is the thing as well, and I, I will caveat it. I did like. <laughs> shut up! I did like the. You're fi- gonna die on this hill, aren't you? <laughs> I did like the film uh, at the time when yes. I was a kid, right? 2005. I wasn't. I wasn't a kid. I was like, you know, I wasn't. I was a young man. <laughs> and. You had five kids. And <laughs> I don't know who they paying mortgages. And it was really golf for the stuff. weekend. <laughs> At the time, it was great, and like really enjoyed it. Like that, it was really, really good wrap up to the to the series. And yeah, you know, the lightsaber battle at the end, like him Very and Obi was like really fucking well done. Like yeah, asked for more. A lot of stick over the actor who played. Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, Hayden yeah. Christensen. Um, I never saw at the time, but I wasn't really looking for that. I just wanted to watch the films, and I enjoyed the films how they were made. Yeah. When I grew up, obviously, I started to look and analyze stuff a little bit more, but I never really questioned right. any of their acting abilities because I think I think he plays it perfectly, but I don't think people understood how he was doing it so when i'm watching it now i see like the the story of of how he had been pushed aside rejected by a declining jedi council not mm-hmm. letting him have uh, the rank of jedi master even though he was far superior to all of them and it's all because of his relationship with you know the emperor who, who was you know uh, emperor yeah, palpatine yeah. Um, you know all these other things, and these all play into the fact that a lot of rejection stuff for for his abilities have kind of led him to look elsewhere, and that's you know what's kind of pushing him that way. That on top of his dreams, because he used to have dreams about losing his wife Padme in childbirth, yeah. and he wanted to save her. All he wanted to do was save the woman he loved, and that led him to do dark things. I mean, not be funny, but if the woman I loved was Natalie Portman, I'd fucking do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I'd take on the world. And that—that's what, like, essentially, really drives this for me is—is is watching yeah. his character like turn. And what's only strengthened my now love for this film, which not a lot of people would like, is the the stuff around it. The thing, the media that's come out around it as well. So watching the Clone Wars animated series and expanding on Anakin's character, watching Obi-Wan, like the TV series, uh-huh. Soaker and this stuff, like has only played into what was now a love later on by like the directors and the writers and stuff like Dave Filoni, trying to change Anakin into what he should have been viewed as and it's it's been very successful and then you know his appearance on Ahsoka and in Obi-Wan has really strengthened the the fan base once more which is great oh. it's just a shame that it wasn't there back then and the film it has its faults it does look a bit weird in some places but it wraps up a part of what plays into the next film really really well 
I think with the with the original Star Wars films, the first three, it's like Darth Vader's evil. Yeah. Darth, full stop. It's evil. There's no real explanation to it. And then with the prequel films, Phantom Menace. I fucking love the Phantom Menace. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I really, really do. I really do love that film. Clone Wars, yeah, hit or miss or whatever. The last one, yeah, definitely is good. Very good. But I think there's no, for me personally, as like a human being, the one, the... <laughs> as, a <laughs> as a human being. As a human being. The one thing that would make me do something that I really am morally against would be to over love. So like for for Anakin is like doing his thing, doing his thing. Just he wants to, you know, he's looking for a promotion. He's looking for a better job elsewhere. He's got that, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, should I do that job? Should I not do that job? And he's like, oh yeah, your wife's at risk, or the woman you love's at risk. And so I'm like, well, I'm gonna fucking do that job then, all right? And I think that makes it more humanely accessible. Yeah, for me personally, yeah. a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you've turned it into a love story, Star Wars. You've turned it into yeah. a love story. But I was like, hang on, the original three films. What were they about? Luke trying to fuck his own sister, <laughs> and then Han Solo trying to, and then Leah, yeah, Leah, then trying to fuck Han Solo. Han Solo's like, ah, nah, Dad, because I could have anything I fucking want. But yeah, I love you in the end anyway. Fuck it. So I think, yeah, I I do agree. It's not my favourite prequel film. Because yeah. that is the Phantom Menace. I fucking love that shit. Jar Jar Binks could get in the bin, but other than that, I think it's great. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I do get what you're saying. And I, I think it caps it off quite well. Yeah. And I, I'm not like you. I haven't watched all of these other series. I watched Mandalorian, yeah. love that shit. Boba Fett, shit yeah. kiss. Yeah. But the other ones, I've kind of like, nah, Dad. I'm watching Showgirls. You're I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, totally, totally. Like, if you watch the other media, it expands it incredibly. It hits emotional points. But even without that, even if you haven't like watched the other stuff, you can still you can still grasp it. Like with Anakin, he's just so desperate. He, he lost his mother. Um, yeah. Through things that he couldn't control, he had nightmares still, and he rushed to her aid, but it was just too late. He doesn't want that to happen to another person that he loves. But yeah. doing so just but he fucking him. killed all those kids. He killed all those he? kids. He did kill those kids. Let's not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, sorry. Backtrack. Okay. Now, so, I don't have love an story. Oh, yeah, love. Man, fighting for his <laughs> wife and stuff. But he fucking killed children. And a lot of children. <laughs> a lot of well-gifted children. Well, I, I, with, the, with the kids, okay. With the kids. All that I have with that. And, like, I don't quite understand... Like, if a man wants to save his wife while she's in childbirth to protect her and his future children, would he go yeah. out of his way to kill all these kids? Like, right. I know he was supposed to just eradicate the Jedi, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the film doesn't give you the timeline very well because it's like, you know, rise Lord Vader. And then the next scene, he's, like, walking like a motherfucking cool guy up to the Jedi Temple with his Sith eyes and like 
um, oh, Master Skywalker, uh, what are we supposed to do? And he's just like, wom, 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 like chopping kids. Oh, Master Skywalker, help me with this dinosaur jig puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking help you with that. Bang. <laughs> There's another kid over there. Oh, Master Skywalker, I can't open up this little plastic thing inside my Kinder egg. Please help me. Bang. <laughs> Wiped him out. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know, I can't say we just what? glaze. We just we'll glaze let over. it go. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll let that one go because he did it for love. He did it for love. The story still stands out like really well for me. Like obviously Anakin's slow decline, but then his relationship with Obi Wan turns into more less of a fatherly yeah. figure, more of like a brotherly figure. And then, you know, it's heartbreaking, the whole scene, like the end. It's just, it yes. just plays, Ewan McGregor is, is pinnacle, Obi-Wan. He's the hair, the beard, he's space Jesus, yes. I love him. Um, and his actual thing, acting capabilities, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't rate his, yeah, I don't rate those. Um, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? If you see the, the film best, Big Fish, grow up. I have seen the film Big Fish, yes. His Great accent film. is fucking terrible. Your accent's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the most traumatic part of the film in question is Mace Wundu's death. Yeah, agreed. That's he a, did deserve that. A very, like, I don't know why it hasn't been tapped yet in the expanded Disney money grab. Yeah. Like, Mace Windu series. He, he obviously survives the fall. In other media yeah. around, like he's he's jumped off of fucking technodromes, like huge things, like flying <laughs> through the technodromes. air. Technodromes, oh, technodromes in the turtles. The turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a thing. Yeah, but like look- Darth Maul, Darth Maul, for example, survives. Yeah, that. he's getting chopped in he half. He survives that. So Darth Maul has to survive that. Just got his like hand cut off and zapped with some lightning. Like that's fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, know, well, what, Anakin didn't have his hand cut off. Yeah, please. There'll be a gritty like Obi Wan type drama with with Mace Windu where he solves crimes around Coruscant, and his sidekick is like some like <laughs> fuzzy buzzy bee or something like that. And it's just like, like Dick Tracy or something. Funny cop drama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like Miami Vice or like <laughs> Mace and the Twi'lek. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I'd like, watch that all day long. Tracker. <laughs> like cracker, and like, like, and like Jonathan Creek, <laughs> <Or> Jonathan. Creek. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I don't know. Murders, Coruscant murders. Yeah. <laughs> murders she fucking wrote. <laughs> yeah, murder she wrote. <laughs> and, and I will die on this hill. You're right. I will die on the hill. Like I'm not going to yeah. back down on this at all. That's fair. So Star Wars is is what I am choosing for this. I'm with you. Yeah. Because I could convince you more. I've just focused on the Anakin stuff. <laughs> oh, but there are so many levels. There are so many levels. Yeah. No, I'm with you because I can't be fucked to argue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay, I'm writing that in. So, <laughs> in fairness, we now have for the quarterfinals our final eight films. Right. So. We have Step Brothers versus Forrest Gump. That's a joke. That's a hard one. That's, cause it's That's too a hard one. Yeah. We got Akira versus Lord of the Rings. 
That's two of yours. <laughs> but who did this fairly? You. <laughs> no one did this fairly. Span. It's, it's turned out that we have the equal amount of films that got through. It's like fucking North Korea's voting system. <laughs> it's not. I made sure. Shut up. You're oh, here. Boys. We're shooting them together. Um, no, they have behind closed doors. <laughs> so yeah, Step Brothers versus Forrest Gump. Akira versus yep. Lord of the Two Towers. Shaun of the Dead versus Showgirls. Showgirls is going to win most likely. Oh, has to. Evil Dead, Evil <laughs> Dead Two versus Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. It's going to be tough as we go further on. We obviously touched a lot of points in those films, but yeah. as you know, if you've seen those films, and as you know, if you listen to the podcast, we do talk shit all the time. Pinpoint out other parts of these films that are going to help us make our decision in the greatest film that we have personally watched together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of what it is going to be. At the moment, as this is a series, this is probably going to be episode two of the series. We will be back with the quarterfinals where we will talk about those films leading on to hopefully in the next episode, a conclusion the ultimate film yeah. in Paul and Rob's life. That's <laughs> what <laughs> people need to know. People like, do hey, need to know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they need to know. They're crying yeah. for it. Know They're about begging. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> know, me, know me now. Um, <laughs> know, me, know me Malone Showgirls. Um, <laughs> if you have any input with any of the films, has... Uh, have have anything about Rob's pronunciation of the Nokatomi <laughs> Tower been incorrect? <laughs> have I Ours. said something incorrect about Lord of the Rings, which I definitely haven't? Fuck off. Um, is there <laughs> anything about Forrest Gump that Rob hasn't said correctly? No, I doubt it. Um, yeah, but, you know, apart if you... from I didn't even know who directed it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Rob's... your mum. Okay. He also directed the Polar Express. Absolute lies. <laughs> That's fucking fake news. Fake Donald news. Trump is pushing that agenda. I can yes. tell you. Um, do you also like Showgirls? If you do, hit us up. We got chats and we got shit to talk about. We, we got... should make like a little. We should make a little group about that. I don't know. <laughs> like a Showgirls like, appreciation no, group on the dark web. <laughs> 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 we haven't even got into the like the other stuff with showgirls where she yeah i know yeah. With the that's, the that's another level another level okay that's Save that. 18 episode not that this one isn't either <laughs> <laughs> as with all yeah. of our shows is uh mature crude adult content so yeah join us join the debate Find us on our social networks. They'll all like be uh, flashing up at the end. Let us know. Let us know. We really want to know what your thoughts are on this. And comment on our YouTube video. You can comment through our Instagram page. Just let us know. Have we made the right choice with these films? So yeah, join us on the next episode of In My Humble Opinion. I have been Paul. And I've been Rob. As always. Take care. Thank Enjoy you. the debate online. Bye. or whatever. Bye. <laughs> you have been listening to the In My Humble Opinion podcast. Part two of Movie Showdown. 
join us on Instagram by searching at humbleopinions underscore podcast or viewing us on YouTube by searching in my humble opinion pod or one word. <laughs>